educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Tuesday edition. It's uh, 5.09 on Tuesday, October 3rd. Inform, educate, entertain. Let's do a little of each of those things today, if that's okay with you. Um, Yeah, we don't do a lot of shouting or grandstanding. We like to build up instead of tear down truth over tribalism. We're going to prove that again today, folks. Uh, Principles over partisanship. We'll prove that again as well. Uh, There is... uh, uh, a severe thunderstorm watch uh, for the city until 11 o'clock, so be on the lookout. Not a warning, just watch. So looks like some things may pop up here in the next few hours, so be safe out there. Keep an eye on the weather. But, yeah, it's uh, it's changing back to fall, uh, so I love it. Um, but, yes, uh, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire, Johnny. Uh How's your day so far? Uh, it's better now that I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything prior to job. this job, let's just uh, let's just not talk about. Yeah. I, I promised Chase in the KIN newsroom that I wasn't talking about anything okay. else with with my frustrations until I deal with them again tomorrow morning. But <laughs> <laughs> as far as this job, I'm doing great. There I'm you. happy to be here. Let's have a good show. Let's have a good show. Well, it's a jam-packed show. My goodness, we got a lot going on. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you can always find us on demand in your favorite podcast platform, uh, or just go to KLIN.com. Yeah. And by the way, uh, my reminders that you can listen to us anytime on demand uh, apparently is is working. I just saw the September uh, podcast numbers for the show uh, today. And yeah, let me tell you, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of you are uh tuning into the podcast so thank you for that we appreciate it very much uh, you know we don't have a lot of ways to to gauge who all's out there and who's listening but that's one of them and so thank you for that we appreciate it very much five months into this i think uh this week's my five month anniversary nobody baked me a cake uh johnny not that I expected one. I was say I'm definitely not a baker, so <laughs> if, if somebody should have, yeah, no, <laughs> it's no, no, not no. your host. No. Uh, not your producer. No, I, I think uh, you know five month. The five month mark. Heck, there's uh, I've got uh, I've got socks I probably haven't washed in five months. So that's the uh, no. I keep I keep my socks washed most of the time. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning us in on your podcast platform. We appreciate very much. And uh, you can always follow us on X formerly known as Twitter, and uh, in our Facebook pages. Uh, uh, I stirred things up a little bit this afternoon on the uh, on the Twitter page, or the X page. Uh, uh, I uh, posted uh, the story um, about uh, the Lancaster County, uh, this is in today's uh, Lincoln Journal Star, uh, a judge, uh, the headline is Lancaster County GOP chair accused of stalking, abuse, and a civil court filings. Uh, and so anyway, um, uh, that story is up on the, on the Facebook or the Twitter page, uh, X page, excuse me, I'll get it right, uh, this afternoon. And I just said, um, uh, well, you can tune in there and see what I said. I, you know, I, I'd love your opinions and your your thoughts uh, because uh, um yeah it's uh, we we're going to continue to comment on uh local politics national politics from time to time and uh and and by the way the big headline obviously today uh, I'll tell you 
uh, what's coming. Well, let me tell you first who's coming up on the second half of the show here. Uh, we're going to be delighted to welcome into the studio for a return engagement the unofficial legal counsel for the Dan Parsons Show. That's what I've uh, named him. Uh, Richard Moberly is going to be with us here at the, after the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, he is the dean of the University of Nebraska College of Law. And we're going to go over some of the uh, latest developments uh, with former President uh, Trump and his legal challenges. And uh, we'll hit on, we're going to be bipartisan about uh, legal troubles. We're going to also talk about uh, United States Senator uh, Menendez, uh, who's a Democrat, who's uh, in a bit of a hot water with uh, some bribery charges. So anyway, that's coming up after uh, the bottom of the hour. Mr. Richard Moberly, Dean of the UNL College of Law. Uh, but the breaking news this afternoon, uh, if you haven't caught it, um, United States House of Representatives just, uh, I don't know, just earlier this afternoon, about an hour, hour and a half ago, voted to oust Kevin McCarthy uh, from the speakership. Uh, a move without precedent in modern history uh, that left the chamber without a leader and, frankly, plunges it into chaos. They don't have a leader. It's never happened before. Um, and so the Democrats joined with the a small group of hardliners in uh, Speaker McCarthy's own party uh, to strip the Re California Republican of the Speaker's gavel. Uh, it was a vote of 216 to 210. So I think there were uh, as many, I don't have the number here, but as many uh, as I think it was 10 Republicans joined the Democrats in uh, kicking him out. So the United States Congress, the United States House of Representatives, does not have a leader. Uh, they're without a speaker. So, uh, and um, timely uh, on our part, uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll have our very own congressman from right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Mike Flood. Congressman Mike Flood's going to join us uh, tomorrow on the show. So, uh, obviously, uh, I saw Mike um, uh, on some of the C-SPAN, uh, sitting behind some of the uh, speakers, and so I know Mike was there, Congressman Flood was there, obviously, and cast a vote. Uh, I did not look up to see how he cast his vote, but I suspect he uh, supported the speaker. Uh, I'll know that before I get him on the show tomorrow, I guarantee you that, uh, but I didn't have time to go through and see how everyone cast their votes. But anyway, we'll hear live from Washington, D.C., uh, Congressman Mike Flood tomorrow uh, to talk about uh, the problems they're having in leadership in uh, Congress. So tune in for that. Uh, well, I wanted to, uh, before we uh, get too further along here in the show, I wanted to pick up on our conversation that we had uh, at the end of the show yesterday uh, about the popular phenomena that's going on with uh, Taylor Swift, arguably the most popular entertainer in the world, uh, and is apparently now dating uh, one of the more popular and successful uh, tight ends in uh, professional uh, football, uh, Travis Kelsey. And so anyway, we were talking about that. And I was just curious because I hadn't done, I don't think all the numbers were in. Uh, if they were, I didn't have them in front of me. And and I was talking about how that crossover uh, between those two fan bases were just an incredible, cool thing. Uh, and of course, being in public relations and marketing, uh, those things always fascinate me. So anyway, I looked it up today. And so if you caught that, uh, segment yesterday um, 
you heard us talk about that. And so, anyway, Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs, were playing the uh, New York Jets uh, on Sunday night, and a staggering 27 million viewers uh, watched that game, and it made it the most watched Sunday show since the Super Bowl in February. Uh, the broadcast saw a surge of more than 2 million female viewers, uh, unquestionably uh, owing that record number uh, to Taylor Swift, uh, whose attendance yet again generated a, a frenzy and buzz that effectively overshadowed the game itself. Um, one of the other statistics, uh, uh, again, NBC, a whopping 29.4 million viewers, uh, including a spike of 53% surge amongst teenage girls, the Swifties. So anyway, I just think that's beautiful. Well, let's take this little break. We'll be back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome back. We're so glad you chose to uh, take us along on this uh, lovely Tuesday afternoon. But do keep an eye on the weather. Uh, it's changing. This front's coming through. Uh, there's a uh, severe thun- thunderstorm watch until 11 o'clock for the city. So uh, keep an eye on the weather. Uh, I know we got a little rain shower, at least downtown, uh, this afternoon. And it looked like it feels really humid out. And, yeah, it's going to brew up something. That front's coming through. And, uh, and 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 downtown Lincoln's uh, busy tonight uh, because Johnny, you're going to uh, to the show downtown, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nickelback and Brantley Gil- Brantley Gilbert. Nice. Yeah, nice. Fun. Yeah. It was busy uh, coming out of my garage. It was people were lined up uh, coming downtown. So, well, remember, uh, don't hesitate to find us on your favorite podcast platform. Like I mentioned uh, uh, a minute ago. Uh, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you are listening uh, to the podcast. And so, you know, if you can't catch us live or if you like the, the episode so much, you want to hear it again, uh, you can always do that uh, on your podcast platform. So thank you. The numbers are came in for September and we continue to set records. And, uh, yeah, keep that uh, keep it going, folks. I appreciate it very much. Um, and, yes, follow us on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook. I, I got few folks riled up by posting that uh, story about matt ennis so uh yeah dive in let's have a twitter conversation uh, uh my point I, i'll i'd rather talk about uh taylor swift and travis kelsey here and remaining time we have before we bring uh the attorney on to talk about some other uh fun topics but uh, uh yeah my only point with my tweet is uh uh you know as a as a Republican party, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, having someone and, and you know, uh, this is a court proceedings and, uh, he'll be, you know, uh, the divorce proceedings will go on. We all know, uh, the divorce proceedings are tough. And, uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, anyway, read this. Uh, here's what I would ask of you. Read the story in the Journal Star uh, and then uh, read this, uh, the Twitter comments and, uh, and dive in. So that's that's enough of that for today. But uh, yes, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, live from Washington, D.C., our our very own first district congressman, Mike Flood. Uh, he'll come on and let's talk about. Uh, with with the congressman, what's going on back in Washington? Because they did oust uh, uh, McCarthy as uh, Speaker of the House today. Uh, the, about somewhere between a half a dozen and ten 
kind of right wing Republicans were so upset at the uh, uh, at the uh, speaker uh, for some of the. Uh, uh, votes that he w- wasn't either allowing or uh, the the deal on the uh, to avoid the shutdown of government. Anyway, for whatever those reasons are, we'll get in it with the congressman tomorrow. But uh, uh, they joined with the Democrats and kicked his butt out of there. So uh, the House is without a speaker. So anyway, join us tomorrow for uh, Congressman Mike Flood and Mike so generous with his time to join us uh, from time to time. But uh, but uh, in a few minutes we have here and the rest of this. Uh, uh, episode, or excuse me, this uh, half of the show, uh, I was commenting yesterday about as a as a PR and advertising person, uh, I just think this is such a cool thing that uh, we're combining these two uh, audiences between uh, uh, Major League Football, or excuse me, National Football League, and uh, the most, arguably, the most uh, popular uh, entertainment on the face of the earth. And uh, I found this story that uh, Gracie PR, it's a fairly well-known entertainment um, uh, public relations firm, and their founder, Beth Booker, calls this a crossover event uh, with two distinct fandoms being brought into each other's worlds. Uh, Swift fans are teaching each other football on TikTok. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And the NFL is posting about Swift in its bio uh, and writing Taylor's version uh, on its X handle. Uh, And this uh, uh, PR uh, uh, expert says this relationship, rumored or not, is beneficial to both brands. Uh, She's quoted as saying, uh, this is uh, Beth Booker from Gracie PR. Whether this relationship is an intentional publicity move or not, it's already benefiting two stark different brands tenfold. Um, She goes on to say that um, there's a lot of new eyes looking directly at the NFL, uh, which is not only going to benefit the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, uh, but it's going to draw attention to the league as a whole. Uh, especially as Taylor Swift is very public about being, in addition to a Chiefs fan, she's a public, uh, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, uh, because as football fans may know, and Swifties are <laughs> figuring out, uh, Travis Kelsey's brother uh, plays for the Eagles. Um, so yeah, whether whether this is, um, and I don't think it's fake. Uh, another person that I, I read about, another PR professional, uh, Melissa. Jeez, Gia Ganafalapano, gee whiz, Uh, president of Serendipity Consulting in Phoenix, uh, says, uh, takes swift appearance at the game and seated next to Kelsey's mother, Donna, no less as a confirmation of the relationship. Uh, And uh, uh, joining us from uh, from across the hall, Chris Lofgren. Chris, do you want to... Uh, Grill Master I just, Chris. I, I was just going to throw in another interesting fact. My wife watches the podcast of Travis and his brother. They have a very popular <laughs> yes. podcast. And is that where... Go ahead. And, that's, and you had mentioned yesterday about a gourmet dog food. Yes. That's their product oh, from no kidding. from their uh, podcast yeah they're a sponsor of the podcast and okay stuff. so okay just unique little things that kind of come into this thing it's uh, it, amazing well chris we're going to have to continue to do this oh uh, yeah swift and uh, swift and, and kelsey uh, yep. uh, updates now that we're because this I, is day two yeah here we are 
Yeah, we're keeping a close eye on we the are situation because we are both. Uh, I I happen to be. I really admire uh, this young woman's uh, ability to uh, perform. Uh, I I have to admit I don't have any of her albums, uh, but I, I'm I'm a huge fan of what she's able to do. Yeah, uh, she is and pretty sharp. And and this other PR professional was just saying. Well, okay. Here, here we'll really get into the, to the, to this. You know, this may not be the normal fare on the Dan Parsons show. Uh, I don't think I've quoted People Magazine yet in the five months I've been here, but I'm about to. Uh, from People Magazine, an insider adds that the pair haven't yet defined their relationship, uh, saying that he is a charming guy. It's more of a hangout. Somebody is quoting, you know, somebody that supposedly knows Taylor. It's more of a hanging out situation than dating. Uh, though Kelsey is spending time with Swift, quote, he's focusing on football like he always has, the source says. During the NFL season, his priority is the Chiefs, and it's all about the team. There's no pressure, the source told People Magazine. There you go. So I think a sign of the relationship going to the next level will be in the postseason when she goes golfing with him. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There's the Chris Lofgren, Dan Parsons update on the uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift romance. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I hope you are having fun with that as much as we are. So, uh, But, yeah, I think the other thing, again, that I I spent way too much time – following up on this from the conversation yesterday. Um, the other thing I found that many people said about uh, Taylor Swift is she doesn't do anything by accident. She is absolutely in charge. Uh, but, yeah, she has people around her, obviously, that are helping her with all kinds of things, with marketing and public relations and, uh, you know, the dance moves and the, the chords of, you know, making sure the guitars are in tune. And uh, But she is uh, a power a powerhouse in her industry. And I just think it's really cool that it's crossing over to the football world. So good for them. I hope it's uh, a long and prosperous and loving relationship. Good for them. See, that's much better, Johnny, than talking about people getting divorces and spilling over into party politics here here in the county. Uh, We'd much rather do that. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, that's the uh, Taylor Swift, uh, Kelsey Uh, Travis Kelsey update. Uh, We're going to be back uh, with the dean of the UNL Law School, Mr. Richard Moberly, after this break of news on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Hey, welcome back, boys and girls. We're so delighted you chose to stick around for the second half of the show. And remember, if you missed any of the uh, Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey update in the first half of the show, you can always find us on your favorite podcast uh, platform or just I go that's to what we were talking about today we're oh, not talking richard about that. did i <laughs> doggone it see that's what happens when i get my guests mixed up and uh uh and you can always go to klin.com and uh live stream us or uh, uh or listen on demand there as well uh coming up on tomorrow's show congressman mike flood our first district congressman right here uh, in lincoln nebraska live from washington dc and i saw the congressman in the in the background on some of the c-span uh, coverage today of the historic vote uh, uh, that w- the first time in history uh, they uh, fired the Speaker of the House. So anyway, we'll catch up with uh, all of that with Congressman Mike Flood on tomorrow's show. Well, it is my uh, pleasure and uh, distinct pleasure to welcome back to this in studio. Uh, Richard, I've begun calling you the unofficial uh, legal counsel for the Dan Parsons Show, Mr. Richard Moberly, uh, Dean of the UNL College of Law. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Well, I just, you know, as our listeners know, we we do talk about uh, local politics, county politics. I got, uh, you know, several politicians, as uh, we'll do tomorrow with uh, Congressman Flood. And, uh, and, and I know from our listeners' perspective that, you know, presidential politics is important. And, uh, and I understand we've got a a mixed uh, bag of listeners out there and some people really like the former president some people don't really care for the former president and i think that's indicative of of our culture but why the reason i originally reached out to you and i continue to invite you on the show is i want to talk about uh the trump trials in, in, that some are already going on from a factual basis so thank you, sir, for Absolutely. providing those facts. So, uh, and this will go fast, as we've said. We've got a lot to pour through, so I'll try to talk less and let you talk more. But let's start with the uh, New York civil case, if I can. Right. So the last couple of times I've been on the show, we've talked all about the criminal trials and basically ignored the civil case that has been going on for three years now. Um, but now we are, uh, in the last two weeks, have had a flurry of activity. Um, this is a case under a special New York law where the attorney general in New York is allowed to bring uh, cases against business, accusing them of fraud if they have deceptive or misleading filings in any of their business documents. Uh, so this was part of an effort that the attorney general in New York undertook to kind of, I think she said something like, shine a light in every corner of yeah. uh, President Trump's business dealings, and uh, has alleged that the president inflated the value of his real estate holdings by somewhere along the lines of $2.2 billion. Uh, and then last week, the judge found that, that they had uh, a summary, just a summary, summary judgment, judgment just on the papers. Hadn't even had a trial at this point. Just mm-hmm. on the papers, looking through the documents, said, yes, there was fraud there. There was misleading statements. And the, the the famous one is estimating that his apartment in New York was 30,000 square feet, and it's really only 11 or something like that. So uh, Quite a bit of difference in Quite a value. bit of difference, right, yeah. and, and found that on, on numerous occasions. So now the trial that started yesterday is um, on a couple of other claims of insurance fraud um, and, uh, and falsifying documents, but they're also about the size of the penalty for this thing that, they, that the judge has already found has happened. And the attorney general is asking for $250 million uh, in penalties. So that's what this trial is going to be about. And again, it's civil, nothing criminal Correct. about this case. Um, but 
as other political, and again, I, I'm not going to ever ask you your political opinions. We're going <laughs> to stick to the facts, but I'll interject from time to time. Uh, and, and so political observers have, have observed that of all of the things that bothers Trump or that you can say about him, uh, talking about his net worth is really hitting him where it counts, uh, people have said. So anyway, this is a, an important case uh, because I don't believe he even had to be in the courtroom. If, do I have that right? That's true. And he wasn't in the courtroom in his sexual assault trial, yeah. the civil the civil case yeah. um, that was done earlier in the year, never showed up. And I remember reading somewhere that he's decided that his, attor- his attorneys act better when he's in the, in the courtroom. So uh, he, he showed up for this one. And, and and yesterday, and I didn't pay that much attention because I was trying to work for my clients and, and watching C-SPAN at the same time. Uh, but So I didn't see what happened uh, today other than the news that we'll talk about here in a moment that came out of today's proceedings. Um, but he, yesterday, he every time they had a break, he'd come out of the courtroom and, and give a speech. Right, and give a comment. And even the even in the courtroom, his attorneys, uh, you know, they were giving what are called opening statements, and they're supposed to be relatively um, milk toast recitation of the facts, which is what the New York Attorney General's side did. Uh, and then the attorneys representing the Trumps, um, with each successive one, kind of played up the drama of it a little bit more and, and are frustrated, you know, and, and uh, their opinion is no one lost money here. There's no victim. You have to show that he intended fraud. Um, and, you know, they make the claim that. These are big companies. They could have looked and seen what they were worth. Hmm. Um, and so they feel like this is political persecution, and those, mm-hmm. that's the type of statements they were making. And the judge is getting frustrated because, of course, he's already found that there was fraud. And so he doesn't like, keep, he doesn't like having to keep relitigating that issue. Through the news media. Right, through the news media or even in his courtroom with those yes. opening statements. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, but Trump did get in trouble by, uh, again, some of this uh, off-the-cuff remark. No, they're not off-the-cuff. They're very well-planned through social media about uh, a clerk of that uh, he, judge. He right? posted a picture of the clerk with Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, and I think something said something along the lines of the clerk being um, Schumer's girlfriend and the case ought to be dismissed. And the judge came in today immediately and said there will be no more of that. Uh, you will not talk about the judge, the court, or its personnel. Uh, and I took that to mean I, I was a law clerk for a judge. Judges are very protective of their law clerks. Sure. Um, and rightly so. These are people kind of behind the scenes just doing their job. Doing their job, yeah. And, uh, and this judge today made um, no uncertain terms that there would be severe consequences if that continues. Um, so he's been warned about this stuff in other courts and by other judges, um, but we'll see what happens if he takes that into account. It's fascinating uh, because, yeah, you do have a First Amendment, a First Amendment right, uh, but you don't have a First Amendment right. Well, you tell me what rights he has in the courtroom sure. and, and, and outside the courtroom. Sure. Well, I mean, outside the courtroom has broad First Amendment rights, as we all do. But once you are a civil litigant, and particularly if you are a criminal defendant, um, courts are, are reluctant to let you try uh, you know, try the case in the court of public opinion, for example, or to attack their personnel um, verbally. And so, you know, you, you don't have unlimited rights in that situation when you're a litigant, particularly in this case when it's so closely tied to the court and its personnel. 
Now, in the federal case, and I don't know if you want to talk about yeah, that Yeah, let's now, see but. if we can fit that in before the break, Richard. Uh, if you're just joining us, Richard Moberly, uh, Dean of the UNL College of Law, uh, talking about some of the uh, Trump trials. Uh, the January 6th case. In uh, D.C. In, in D.C., there was also a mini-gag order, or how are we referring to it? Well, there's been a request for one. It hasn't yeah. been issued yet. The, um, the government, uh, a couple of weeks ago, submitted a motion to have the judge enter um, what we can call a gag order, basically to prohibit uh, President Trump from making inflammatory or intimidating comments. Uh, there's been a response that basically said he has a free speech right to say whatever he wants, and he's a, a candidate for presidency, and you can't intrude upon that, to which the government just responded um, with more examples of attacking the credibility of potential witnesses um, and uh, and attacking the whole process. Um, and, and, and so we'll find out in a couple of weeks, there'll be a hearing, okay. I think it's October 16th, when the judge will take these arguments and, and consider whether to impose a, a pretty commonplace from what the government has asked for order requiring the defendant not to make statements that would, um, uh, impact the jury pool or intimidate yeah. witnesses. Yeah. And that's really what the government seems to be focusing on is those particular precise types of things. Um, and what the defense seems to be saying is he needs to be given broad leadway uh, because of who he is and his he's a is a, a candidate for presidency. Is this the same judge, Richard, who uh, in that same topic um, came back and and uh, warned Trump? Now I've lost my train of thought. Um, oh gosh, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's 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 what will happen. I think it'll be it's an interesting I mean the law is pretty clear, I think that judges have the authority to do this in criminal cases. Um and and I think what we'll really see is this is that kind of conflict between uh when the political system butts up against the normal everyday processes of our criminal uh, justice system. I know what it was. Was this the same judge that suggested that told uh the Trump team that if you keep doing this stuff I'm going to speed up the trial because I'm concerned about uh, the the jury pool. Yeah, I cannot remember if okay. it's that one or if it's the, the Flor- federal one in Florida. In Florida, yeah. yeah. But, but again, the concern is, from a legal standpoint, is if you just keep doing this day after day after day, and you are tr- Donald Trump and the former president, and you're getting all these headlines and it's leading the news, it has to be influencing potential jurors. You would think so. There's actually part of this gag order where they're um, asking for some limitations on the ability of the Trump team to survey potential jurors uh, because they feel like even that process of surveying them might be an attempt to influence them. And then if they get the results, what they say about those results to the broad jury pool. It's fascinating. Politics and law com- uh, colliding, <laughs> my two hobbies. Well, folks, uh, this goes fast, but we're going to come back and have further conversation with Richard Moberly, Dean of the UNL School of Law, after this quick message on 1499 KLIN. You're to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. We're so happy you joined us on this lovely Tuesday afternoon, although we may get some storms under a, uh, a thunderstorm watch until 11 o'clock. So keep an eye on the skies. And uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but I certainly will welcome this fall weather that's coming up. Uh, and yes, coming up on tomorrow's show, live from Washington, D.C., we'll talk with our Congressman Mike Flood. Uh, the congressman obviously was uh, in the well today and, and cast a vote. Uh, I'm 
I, I did not look up his vote, but I'm pretty sure he cast a vote against uh, uh, kicking uh, Speaker McCarthy out. But uh, that side did not win. We do not have a Speaker of the House. So the first time in American history uh, that that action has happened. So anyway, tune in for that. But welcome back, uh, Richard Moberly, Dean of the UNL College of Law. And we're talking about... Uh, everything about uh, the Trump trials or the expected Trump trials. Some trials have started and some are expected. And and Richard, I, I deeply appreciate getting this legal uh, snapshot of of what's going on in all these cases. And uh, so we were talking about the January 6th case uh, in Washington, D.C., and uh, uh, there was a motion uh, by the Trump team uh, for the judge to recuse herself. That's right, which is a high-risk type of motion, uh, because if you fail and it's a high bar to get a judge to recuse herself, um, then you're with that judge for the rest of the time after saying that, <laughs> well, never she mind. Could, that she could not be impartial enough to actually run the case for you. Uh, so it's a surprise. It was a somewhat surprising move. They relied on comments that she had made. Um, she had sentenced several of the January 6th defendants right. for the actual rioters um, and some comments that she had made that they interpreted uh, to show that she thought Trump should have been uh, put on trial and should be convicted. Um, They were obviously more vague than that. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, she did not take kindly to that characterization of her comments from the bench. Well, and uh, as I recall, I don't know if this is a relationship to that, but some of the arguments that those January 6th defendants made, the rioters made, was they were just following orders from President Trump. That's right. And so she told at least one of them that the people who exhorted you and encouraged you haven't been charged. That was one of the lines. Okay. Um, And then one was that... um, that they showed blind loyalty to one person who, by the way, remains free to this day. So she was answering, in, in, as a legal representative of the court, their arguments. Right. And she, was, and she said, you know, that, that those are all true statements. Yes. He had, had not been uh, put on trial and mm-hmm. was free to the, that day. And mm-hmm. so they lost that case. And now, okay. two weeks from now, uh, she'll be deciding about the gag order request from the government and everything else that goes on on this case between now and March when it's supposed to come to trial. Well, let's face it. Donald Trump has a long history of uh, beating up on courts and, you know, he's got a long history of legal proceedings. Um, well, there, I mean, there's a long history of legal proceedings and and um, and aggressive tactics yes. towards uh, judges. I, I will say I think federal judges are just a different um uh, person, then you know they are a little bit more removed, a little bit more formal, mm-hmm. and I think are going to react pretty negatively to um, that sort of that that's those sorts of comments. Yeah. Well, uh, let's shift uh, cases and uh, uh, and and parties, uh, and and again, keeping with my uh, bipartisan effort to in, inform, educate uh, our listeners, uh, whoever. Whatever political party you belong to, if you get in trouble with the law, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it. So, uh, United States Senator uh, Menendez, uh, in his corruption case in New Jersey, uh, he was charged along with his wife of bribery and uh, pretty severe uh, charges. And in fact, uh, I last count uh, off the top of my head, I think more than thirty 
uh, United States senators from his own party have asked him to resign. So a serious case. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a big fan of actually reading these indictments when they come down. And I know I encourage people to do that, but go online, find the indictment because the best ones always include pictures. And this nice. is uh, kind of a nutty one. He, they found, I think, $480,000 in cash and envelopes. Uh, in various parts of his house and suit coat jackets and um, all around his house. And they gold found bars. gold bars, yeah. kilos of bar, gold bars and Mercedes Benz convertible. And these were all allegedly uh, gifts that he received in order to direct federal aid and weapon sales to Egypt. Hmm. I think he was on the Foreign Relations Committee or something with right. the Senate. Mm-hmm. And so he had a lot of information about what was happening and a lot of contacts. Um, so that's the allegation is that he, it's simple bribery. You, you help us out with these, um, things in Egypt and our business dealings, uh, and then we pay you lots of money. Yeah. It just sounds like a blast from ancient history of people thinking that they can get away with. And again, this is all uh, alleged. There's no uh, finding of court yet of facts, but, um, yeah, it looks pretty bad for the guy. Well, and this is his second time, at least, that he's, uh, well, I think they've investigated him three times. They brought charges another time previously. And then did that end in a hang, hung, jury. hung jury? And yeah. then the, the prosecutor decided not to uh, pursue those again. Mm-hmm. Um, so these types of allegations have dogged him for years. Um, but these ones, are, I think there's something about the, the lurid details of these yeah. with the cash and the yeah. gold and the, yeah. you know, it seems out of a Hollywood movie. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of. Uh, well, the writers are back in, uh, off on strike, so they can, they can start pitching movie uh, scripts. Well, Richard, before we uh, say goodbye, let's do one more if we have time for it. Uh, Trump also recently said he, uh, wanted, he won't seek to move his Georgia case to federal court. Right, uh, so we, we talked a little bit about this. Mark Meadows had tried to remove it to federal court, which you're allowed to do if it encompasses some sort of federal claim, or really what he was claiming is the, the allegations arose out of his job. Um, as the chief of staff and the federal court in Georgia said, no, it was a political thing. We're not going to remove it. And so the question was, would Trump try and do that as well? And he decided not to. Okay. Um, so they will stay in the Georgia court, whereas we were talking, we might have a televised, oh uh, televised trial. Oh, boy. So boys and girls, uh, buckle if, up. <laughs> if, if you thought the uh, if you're old enough to remember O.J., the O.J. trials, uh, that will pale in comparison to this. It'll it'll be uh, Johnny Depp and uh, all over again. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it will be. Um, must-see TV, probably, oh at least goodness. for those of us who are kind of law geeks. And, uh, again, the distinction is there are no uh, there are no cameras in federal courts. Correct. That's uh, right. But state courts uh, differ and, from In Georgia, at least, it varies different from state to state. And I think in Georgia, they can be televised. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, what's going on at the law school? Oh, my gosh. We just uh, we're celebrating this year is our 15th anniversary of the Space Cyber yeah. and telecom program oh, and this is a, yeah. the only one of its kind in the country we send our graduates all over private industry space private industry but also stratcom and cybersecurity uh, work in the military uh, and that's a great program so we're excited that we've been around for 15 years and hope for many more congratulations thanks well richard uh we'll do this we'll continue this if it's okay with you yeah uh because there's lots to talk about folks when it comes to these federal and state charges against our former president well that's the show thank you so much thanks to richard moberly dean of the unl college of law that's a wrap thanks for listening now go do good things on 1499.3 klin